You are listening to Rare Voices, the show that reveals the wisest path to a fulfilled life for patients with rare and orphan disorders. Brought to you by the people of OptimiCare. I'm your host, Donovan Quill. Hi, Rare Voice listeners. Um, today we have something special for you. Much like last season, uh, when we uh, ended season one, we uh, we flipped the uh, script a little bit. We had Jeremy actually interview uh, Michelle Heffley and myself, Donovan Quill, your host. Uh, this year, I get a great opportunity to actually sit down and talk to a few of our folks from Optimi Care to talk about what this past uh, year has been uh, for them and some of the ways that they've taken care of our patients and put patients first in everything they do. So... Instead of having people from an external point of view, we have a lot of folks from an internal point of view. So today we have with us Hannah Morgan. Say hi, Hannah. She's one of our team pharmacists. Hi there. We have Jesse Broughton, who's one of our care directors and manages one of our uh, teams here at OptimiCare. Hi, everyone. We have Brandon Salk, who is our pharmacist in charge and general manager. Good afternoon, everybody. And we have Steph Wasilewski, who is one of our care directors uh, for one of our newer programs. Hey, guys. So really happy to have all of you guys with us today and really uh, can't wait to hear um, your points of view on some of the questions that a lot of folks ask us and a lot of things we talk about. Um, and one of the first things uh, we we really always mention is that we are patient first here at OptimiCare. And we really, uh, it's something that I, we hear in the industry a lot. And what I'd love to hear from uh, the folks here that are with us is what does patient first mean to you? So let's start with, uh, let's start with Jesse and uh, let's see what patient first means to you. Thanks, Donovan. Uh, patient first, you would think it would just mean patient first, right? But there's so many other different things that um, go into putting patient first. And what I think about patient first is, is instead of being a job description, it's more of a, um, a way of life, I guess. So I have the unique opportunity to not only manage um, the, our team here at OptimiCare, um, we also offer hub services in addition to our dispensing. Um, and one thing that I've greatly noticed when working with um, other different organizations, when they, they come across an obstacle, it's, it's a stop. It's a dead, it's a hard stop. And for us, that's not acceptable. So us, for me, patient first is meaning that the patient needs to get their medication. So we do whatever it takes. We overcome whatever stumbling blocks come around the corner. And um, even if it's not in our job description, even if it's not in our department or not even in our area of expertise, it's what what is that obstacle and how do we how do we overcome that? To put patient first, patient has to to cross all of these bridges and red tape and insurances and dispensing problems and shipping issues and all of these things. Patient first means getting that medication to the patient at whatever, whatever it takes. We don't say, we don't take no for an answer. And um, whether that means, you know, collaboration with another team member, whether it means, um, you know, troubleshooting with a FedEx truck, you know, whatever it means uh, and however we can get it done. It's not just our job description. It's our way of life. That's great. Um, So looking to uh, Hannah, any uh, anything you want to add to that? Any 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 differences in, in what you see? Yeah, thanks, Donovan. Um, I'll just add. I mean, I, I totally agree with Jesse that it is 
um, more of a, a patient first to me is, is just an embodiment of, you know, supporting the patients who need it. And especially in the, in the rare disease, you know, world, we really have, um, you know, patients who sometimes feel, they may feel, um, you know, forgotten or kind of marginalized. So I think it really just comes down to, for me personally, just taking the extra steps, taking the extra time. And you'd be surprised at how, how impactful it can be to just spend extra time and create meaningful relationships with your patients, you know, not only acting as, you know, a hub or a pharmacy, but, but, a a personal support system for these patients. So, um, you know, that kind of is one of the reasons why I got even into this field in the first place was that meaningful relationship with, with people and other human beings. Um, and so to me, that's, that's exactly what it is. It's just an embodiment of that and, and having that, you know, kind of mindset permeate throughout everything that we do here. And, and I think that, um, you know, patients can really feel that and, and appreciate it. Thank you, Hannah. Steph, anything to anything else that you, you anything specific that you would add to to being patient first? Yeah, I, I echo those sentiments, but I, I would also add um, it's not looking at a patient as a statistic. So it's not how long are we on the phone with a patient um, so that we can get another call, right? It's, it's taking the time, like really adding on to what they were saying, taking the time to really understand these patients and treating these patients like family. Um, and that's what I think really sets us apart from other places, at least that I've been at before. Um, patients are more of a statistics, uh, whereas here we really treat them more as family. And we've actually heard that from our patients before. Thanks, Steph. And lastly, uh, Brandon, uh, if you want to kind of round out the conversation a little bit, just uh, anything you would add to the what, anything you've seen. No, I agree with everything that Jesse, Hannah, and Stephanie said. Um, I would just add, you know, in, in my my viewpoint, it, it is just keeping the patient at the center of everything you're doing, right? So whether it is filling a prescription for them, counseling them on their medication, um, but even but even from an operational standpoint, when I am looking at processes or when I'm working through new things, it's not just how is this going to help us better operationally, what from this improvement is also going to help the patient. How is it going to better their experience potentially or allow us to do something more for them? So again, it, patient first is working with the patients in any capacity that's needed and keeping them at the forethought to have the best possible outcome, right? And you know, you'll know, you'll notice as, as Jesse and Hannah and Stephanie are sitting here talking, the, the what you hear coming from them and their viewpoints of it. And, and one thing I just want to point out from, you know, our standpoint in Optimi Care is, is these are the kind of people that we focus on bringing on, the people that have this kind of mindset that are going to work in the trenches day in and day out to ensure the best possible outcome for patients. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more with that. Um, so let's 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 talk about some of the conversations you've had with patients, or some of the situations that you guys have have handled for patients this past year. Um, Hannah, is there anything that is there any situation that really stands out to you above you know above others that you that you'd like to share with us? Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
And this this past year, you know, has been especially um, interesting and I, I don't want to say complicated, but um, there's been a lot of kind of moving parts, especially with the program that I primarily work with, um, acting as not only dispensing pharmacy, but like Jesse said, hub services. Um, so we kind of, I personally find myself that I have my my hands in a lot of different buckets. Um, and one one instance that specifically sticks out to me um, in my mind is is um, an interaction that I had with a with a patient who contacted our program looking for assistance. Um, they had kind of heard of of you know this this program and they were kind of just looking for more information and working so closely with this specific patient. Um, and helping them follow through with their doctor's office, with their pharmacy, making sure that all these pieces were in place um, and really not just pointing this patient in the right direction, but I found myself kind of holding their hand through the process. And you really, like I said before, you, you form these connections and these relationships with these patients. And like Stephanie said, they're, they're more than patients, they're family. Um, and I have, I really, I could talk about almost all of our patients in this capacity, but, but this one specifically stood out. Um, and, and I really did, I formed a relationship with her. And, um, even though, you know, we weren't dispensing product to her, um, I, I still found myself, you know, keeping in touch and following up and making sure things were still going okay with, with the pharmacy and making sure that, you know, they weren't falling through the cracks, even though they, they weren't getting their medicine from our pharmacy. Um, and the patient actually, you know, recently during our, one of our more recent conversations told me, um, you know, they, they said, it feels like we've been lifelong friends. And, and that is what stuck out to me because, because it, it does. And, and for whatever reason, you know, you just, you form these relationships. And um, I think patients are, are so, especially like in the, this rare disease field, people can feel frustrated, um, forgotten, and confused that, you know, with these diagnoses that they don't really understand, or it's hard to find a pharmacy to even get their medicine from. And um, you really, it's, it's a, it's a unique relationship that we have with our patients. And so that's, that's one of my favorites. Yeah. Especially when they say that, you know, lifelong friends and, and with some of our, some of the therapies that, that you guys work on, they, they, they're going to be lifelong to our friends because they're lifelong therapies. So it, it's, it's heartwarming for, you know, those patients I know. And it's, I, I see you guys, you know, around the office beaming with smiles when you do get those compliments and you get those things. So I think it's, it's awesome. So Steph, is there any, um, you know, any, any particular, like, you know, certain patient stories. I know we'll get into a little bit later. I, I know you launched a newer program uh, during during these this past year, which is, I'm sure, has had its own difficulties. But are there any stories that of patients that uh, that you can share with us? I think just in general. So I am um, honestly surprised at how pleasant our patients are, um, because <laughs> and they're really willing to share their stories with us. And I say that because. Our patients have a chronic condition called HAE or hereditary angioedema, and this is a really difficult condition. They could they could have swelling in, in any area of their body at any time, and it can be very scary. Um, and so, when I say pleasantly, you know, they're they're very pleasant. Um, 
it's because I think I would be very angry, right? And very scared all the time, but they're so pleasant and they're so excited um, that we're here to talk to them and actually listen to them and their story and um, how they got diagnosed because it can take so long for some of these patients to get diagnosed. Um, We love the cause where we have patients, we've had patients call and they're crying because they're so happy. They've been on medication and they haven't had a swell in months. And that is just, that is so powerful. Um, We've also had some patients on the flip side that maybe the medication didn't work as well as they thought it would, right? Um, That's going to happen, but they call and they say, I'm still grateful for your help. And I'm going to let my family and friends know about you. Um, so that you can possibly help them. And that's equally as powerful. I mean, obviously, we want the therapy to help everyone. That's the goal. But um, we're, we're here to help everyone. And I just I love all the stories from our patients um, when it works out and even and even when it doesn't just to, just when they let us know that, hey, I'm thankful that you were there for me. Yeah. And just to to jump in and uh, this brand and just to jump in with what Stephanie was saying there is I don't, I don't have any specific patient stories, but you know, over the last year with the pandemic and there's a lot of different things going on, a lot of different uncertainty and concern in general, you know, because we do work so hard to foster those relationships and um, work with these patients so closely, I think a lot of them felt as though we, they were able to rely on us and, and lean on us, throughout this whole, uh, this whole last year and a half or so, um, just knowing that, that we're that one constant in their life, because when, when things like doctor's offices were shutting down or, you know, they couldn't go see family and friends because, um, of the pandemic, we were there to be able to talk with them and they felt comfortable enough to do that because our people do work so hard at building those relationships. And I, I'm, I'm going to share, you know, a story and it's something Brandon actually did, which I thought was pretty amazing. And, and, you know, I saw our, our, one of our, you know, business development guys actually get on board with this too. So a couple of weeks ago we had a patient, um, send, we have a, we have a, you know, a OptimiCare email that's just on our website. We had a patient send in, you know, an inquiry saying that they're sitting on hold waiting for, they thought we were a different pharmacy waiting for somebody to answer. Can somebody please call us? And somebody please get back to us because I need my medication. And this wasn't even one of our patients. And Brandon took the time to actually call the patient and spent, you know, probably about 20 minutes on the phone with him, just kind of helping him try to navigate where to get his medication. It wasn't even one of our patients. We don't have the medication. We don't service the patient. We could have easily just ignored the, uh, you know, the, the email that came in. And when I walked down to Brandon's desk, I saw that he was, you know, he was actually on the phone with this gentleman. And, you know, trying to help him navigate the pharmacy that he had to go to to get this medication. And then, you know, a couple of minutes later, I walked back to my office and our business development guy was calling the same patient just to, you know, check in with him. So it's not just you guys who are at the front and center of, of patient care. I, th- I think it's just something that I, I saw ingrained in, you know, all the people that were here. And again, you c- we could have just ignored that email and just kind of been like, ah, it's not one of our patients. But um, you, you and someone else took the time and the patient sent me a note saying, you know, how wonderful our folks were. And it, it just, you know, it's one of those things that, that really, really, you know, hit home to me on, it doesn't matter if it's 
our patient doesn't matter if it's someone that we have, you know, on uh, with with some of our products. We look at all patients as people, and and I, I just want to, you know, it's it's one story that I, I look at is Brandon says he doesn't really touch patients all that much, but he he touched this guy enough to to actually send me a, a note through LinkedIn saying, "Hey, I see you're the president and CEO of OptimiCare, and I uh, I just want to tell you how how much." difference you guys made. And I wish I could get medication through your, you know, through you guys. And it really showed me that the type of people we have here are really special and important. Yeah. So, thanks for, thanks for calling me out on that one. <laughs> I will just, I will just tack on too that he did say, and it, and I don't know why I never like really, uh, you know, thought, thought of it this way, but he did, the, this gentleman did mention to me when he was on the phone that, you know, when you're dealing with specialty medications for, for these, these serious diseases, serious conditions, he, cause he was having trouble getting to, to in touch with this pharmacy. Right. And it was, you know, he, he was like, you just want to know somebody's there paying attention. And you know, that that's what we do. That's what we do every day. And I, but I never like thought about it in that, that context before. Yeah. So I, I know, I know we all, I know you guys all have, you know, different patient stories, but Jesse, I'm going to, I'm going to turn this a little bit and just what's been one of the most like challenging things that you've had to encounter over this, this past year and, you know, working with patients, what's, what's been a really difficult situation for you? I think the most difficult situation was we did do a program launch at the beginning of um, this past year. And in that launch process, um, there were some just technical nuances as far as like the enrollment form and patients not being able to get to the physician's office to fill them out. And um, we really collaborated with our manufacturer and we were able to get some forms online that you could actually type from like your cell phone or, you know, a computer that you could actually type into them to send them to us. Um, in addition to that, we have an online digital uh, patient consent. And so those are some of the things that we were able to um, institute to be able to um, be successful in this kind of day and age where, you know, you may not be able to just jump in the car and go to your doctor's office. Your doctor's office may be closed. Um, we also service some patients in a third world um, country or a third world um place where it was a little bit hard to facilitate, you know, they didn't have office staff during the pandemic. They were all sent home. You know, there, there wasn't access to a fax machine. There wasn't access to um, patients being in the office to, to sign forms. And so just collaborating and, and making those technical IT things possible to be able to continue to provide care for our patients. And, and Steph, kind of kicking that over to you, is, is what's, what's some of the uh, major challenges you've gone through, you know, with this year? During COVID <laughs> has been fun um, <laughs> because you, you, re, you really need to think about how can I make this as easy as possible for the patient and the provider, right? Um, and so the manufacturer that we work with, we have really good collaboration with them and we were very thoughtful about making things as easy as possible and taking the onus off of the patient, off of the provider and saying, hey, you know, we've got you, we're going to take your hand, we're going to guide you through this. Um, and so that that really is the most difficult, I think, part was, was the launch and 
just making sure that we looked at every little detail of everything to make sure that we were thinking of the patient and the providers to make sure that we were providing the best in class service for these for for everyone um, that our program would touch. And then honestly, as far as managing a team, it's hard when not everybody is here in the office because it really takes a, a takes a lot more effort, right? I mean, you're. <laughs> I think anybody who's a manager or um, you know supervising people will understand this. That you know, it takes a lot more time to pick up a phone, do a bunch of emails, rather than go up and just talk to someone. Um, and so that for me has been a little bit annoying with some work at home, but. Um, that's that's just a another little piece of it. I think the the most important thing was just making sure that we had um, everything in place so that we didn't cause more stress for our patients and, and the providers. And um, Brandon, looking at you know some of the challenges you've gone through, uh, you know, mostly managing you know the, the team, making sure that we're we have the you know the office staff during the pandemic, making sure that we have all the regulatory uh, I's dotted and T's crossed, you know, like what, what are some of the challenges that you've gone through this past year, you know, with, with just all around uh, operations? Yeah. So, you know, I think with <laughs> managing a business remotely, it can be, it can be challenging, but what I will say is, you know, our biggest strength and asset are the people who work here. And they really, you know, stepped up to the plate when we had a pivot on a dime and say, hey, everybody's got to start working from home now, right? As soon as the regulations allowed it, everybody was at home working. Um, I'm, I'm happy to say that we didn't miss a beat. No patient was left behind. Nothing suffered from, a, a, you know, performance standpoint. No patients uh, missed out on anything. So I'm really proud that everybody was able to to. Um, adjust so quickly. Um, as far as far as expectations too around the business, um, because of that, we didn't have to say, "Oh, we're gonna we're gonna miss out on on this measurement now," or "We're are sorry, there's gonna be delays here." No, we didn't. We didn't experience any of that. So um, operationally, we were always strong. Um, I think the I think the biggest challenge from my standpoint um, with regards to operations was just after, you know, four or five months of being at home, not being in the office, not seeing everybody, especially when that's what our culture is all about is working together, working collaboratively um, and having that, that, that daily interaction. I think people started to feel, um, you know, kind of blah. And that, that was the biggest thing is always is checking in with people, checking in with the managers to make sure they're checking in with people to make sure they're, they're doing well, that they're engaged, that they feel supported. They feel like they have the tools that they need. Um, and the interesting thing, what we saw was, you know, we never really, right. We never really officially closed the office down. Right. We always, we had it open. There was a, there was a small staff that was working here, but after a few months of being at home, all the people who said, Hey, can I come back in the office and work a few days a week? Because they wanted to, they wanted to be here. They wanted to have that interaction with people. And even, even right now, right. We're, we're not fully back in the office, but we have people who want to be here every single day. Um, and so that's, uh, that's been a blessing for, for me because it makes, it makes that operational piece and managing it, um, that much easier because of the people that you have, the people you can trust. 
Um, as far as like regulation goes, I know people don't, don't want to talk about it too much, but just because of the pandemic and the, the, the changes in different things, the, the different um, boards of pharmacy and health departments across the United States having just different changes on the fly, trying to keep track of all the different things that they're allowing at this time, not allowing here. Um, that's always, that always is fun, but. <laughs> Thanks, Brandon. Um, one of the, one of the things that, you know, we, 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 that we keep talking about is, you know, each of you are on, you know, different teams or you're on a specific team. So let, let, let's look at that for a second. Um, you, Hannah, I know, you know, you've worked in, in different pharmacies in the retail space and the, you know, specialty space. What does it mean to really have that laser focus and be like dedicated to a particular product or a particular therapy? And, and what kind of impact do you think that has on the, uh, for, on the patient or even, you know, on, on, on what you do every day? Thanks. Yeah. I actually, I think that being able to be focused on a particular specific disease state really I'm I'm grateful for it truly because it allows me to do what I love to do which is basically everything that I've talked about so far is just forming connections with patients and and really doing everything that I can to to improve you know quality of life even if it's just having conversations with people um I will say that, yeah, I've, I've, you know, in the world of pharmacy, um, actually my very first introduction, my, my first taste of pharmacy, if you will, um, was in the specialty sphere at a, at a, you know, independent kind of mom and pop setting. Um, and that was one of the things that actually drew me into pharmacy in the first place was not only helping people, yes, you know, filling prescriptions for a medical need, um, but also the aspect of, of creating relationships with patients and cultivating uh, a community of, of caring where we support each other. Um, and I think that's especially important in, in the rare disease field where, um, you know, you, it's, things are a lot harder. You know, you can't just go to Walgreens and, you know, pick up something or, or CVS, you know, it's, it's harder for these patients who have been suffering with these, um, conditions for a long time. Maybe they've been diagnosed for a long time. Maybe they just got diagnosed, but they've been dealing with these symptoms of their conditions for who knows how long they've been to, you know, X many doctors, referrals, you know, tests, diagnostic screenings, you know, all these things. And to finally have a place where, where they can, where they can come, they know they have a dedicated professional team to, to support them, to hold their hand through it. And, and to, to just, and sometimes that's all it, that's all it takes, right. Is just a little bit of extra TLC. And that's, that's kind of all that, that people want in the end is to feel cared for and, and to know that they're supported and, and that they're going to be taken care of. Um, so I, I really do appreciate it and, and I love it. We, we love that you love it because I, I think it shows when you're working with those patients. And um, so Jesse, I know, I know you worked in, you know, different like, healthcare settings, different pharmacy, pharmacy spaces as well. Um, any insight on, on how important it is to, to kind of have a, that team structure and that dedication to, to patients you serve? Yes, absolutely. So 
I, I feel like the dedication to our patients is is something different that I necessarily have, have not necessarily experienced anywhere else. I worked retail, I've worked hospital, and this is my first time actually working on a specific team for a specific medication. And I really, really can appreciate how, um, especially for Hannah, how she's just, she can be that hyper-focused on her disease, specific disease state, and she can speak high level to, um, you know, we even have had some physicians with our disease state calling her up and asking her these detailed questions. And um, for me, that's something exciting because you not necessarily, you don't necessarily or you would not have necessarily gotten that um, at a retail level, or even at a farm at a, a pharmacy in a hospital. You know, they have, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of patients to get in, get in, get in, get in, get in and out, get in and out, fill this prescription, fill that prescription, and they don't necessarily have, you know, the 20, 30 minutes that they can talk in, at an in-depth high level. Um, and so that's one thing that I really appreciate about working on a, a team that's uh, that is specifically dedicated towards our disease state. And Steph, I, I know you have uh, you have a, a lot of those same experiences where you've worked different specialty areas, and I know you've worked for a large specialty pharmacy um, program. And how does that compare to what you you know you kind of do now? I think the biggest difference here is that not only are we focused on one disease state and one medication, we have patients that have one point of contact. So they know I can call in and I can talk to Michelle or I can call in and I'm going to get my specific care coordinator, right? Um, I have never seen that anywhere else. And that's huge to have that one point of contact. Um, And that's the same for the doctor's office as well. So they start to, to build that relationship with their offices, So not only do we have the expertise in the particular medications and disease states that we treat, we also really get to know these patients and they really get to know us. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about that a little bit. Like, so you guys really get to know these patients. You really get to know the physicians because you're working with this, you know, those same folks every day. Let's talk about, a, a, you know, a, a, have a patient or a physician or both, um, if you guys can think of it, inspired you over this past year or, or helped you out over this past year. I know we, we, we always look at, hey, we, you know, we, we, we think we help the patients and the, and the physicians all the time. Let's, let's change that up a little bit. Has anybody inspired or helped you guys um, throughout this year from a patient or physician standpoint? This is um, Jesse. Um, yeah. Oh, I just gonna say I'll take this one. Um, um, I specifically, not necessarily helped me out in any way, but it was very, very. Well, I guess it did help me uh, in a way. Um, I was talking to one of our patients. They called in, and their specific nurse. So our program has um, nurse navigators, and this patient called in asking to speak to their nurse navigator. And it was kind of late. It was after hours. This particular nurse navigator had already left for the day. So I, I asked if there was anything I could do to help. And this patient kind of went in to, you know, he wanted to just call and follow up and just let his nurse know that his his platelet count was wonderful, that his platelet count was, you know, increasing. And so as I was saying, you know, that's great, that's wonderful to hear and everything, he, he just kind of opened up and kind of how um, 
everyone had had said, you know, patient first, you know, you're really building that relationship, that bond um, with the patients. He kind of went into a little bit more of what he was dealing with as far as his life story. And um, as we were sitting there talking, you know, he's he's telling me all of these struggles that he's had to walk through and he's still positive and still upbeat and still you know, and I'm like, oh my word. And here I was upset because I had a hangnail, you know, <laughs> it's, it's just my <laughs> little bitty problems or, or issues that I think that might be, you know, not even a hangnail, but you know, just, you know, an appointment didn't go, you know, I missed an appointment or I had to reschedule an appointment or, oh, and I'm so frustrated about that. Um, and here's this gentleman who honestly is dealing with so many different things. I think if I had one of his issues, I would be upset, you know, and here he is, he's got multiple issues, multiple disease states, multiple, you know, different specialty medications that he's on. And just to share in that joy of him being so excited that our medication was working for him and just that he was still positive. And it just really kind of helped me to check my own, you know, quote unquote struggles in life because I, I struggle with nothing compared to this gentleman. And so that's one thing that really stood out to me is that, and that really helped me this year, just keeping my attitude in check, keeping a positive outlook on life. And um, so I just, that's one patient that was really, really helpful and really spoke to me. Yeah. You know, I think like listening to Jesse's story there, right. And hearing from that gentleman, and what Steph said earlier about her patients and how pleasant they are, despite having a disease that, quite frankly, you know, their throats could swell up in the night and they could they could die. Um, I think it really puts it into perspective for us. And it really level helps us level set with with everything that's going on, uh, especially even if you listen to some of the other rare voice episodes, right, where we've got patients or caregivers on there who have these crazy stories like Doug Lindsay. Right. Like that, that's a super inspirational <laughs> kind of uh, story that, that that gentleman went through for him and his mom. Right. So just those different kind of things um, really, really put it into perspective and really help you, you know, know you're doing the right thing. Kind of feel guilty too, to a degree. Like Jesse said, you're mad about a hangnail. Like, but but, um, it, you know, it, it is it is amazing to see the outlook that these patients and caregivers have despite the massive challenges and uphill battles that they go through day in and day out. I'm going to piggyback on what Brandon and Jesse just talked about. So we, our program, we, um, we work with an advocacy group for, for our patients and I talk with them a lot. Um, and, their group sent me a patient who didn't have insurance, needed help, really wanted to get on our medication. So I reached out to this patient and said, hey, we'll take care of you. Just have your doctor send in the, the prescription. And um, our manufacturer has an awesome um, patient assistance program. Um, and so finally, a couple weeks later, I, you know, I saw that we had received her start form and we were going to get her on product. And I heard her talking to one of our pharmacists and I saw that the pharmacist was crying and um, her mom had just passed away from HAE and 
But she was so grateful that we were able to get her the medication for free um, that she was crying and thanking us. And um, it's patients like these that we come to work every day, right? That we come and we're ready to do anything that we can for these patients. So I love stories like these, not, you know, that, that we're actually able to help people. And so um, that's all. Sorry, I'm, I'm kind of getting choked up. So I Thanks, Steph. Oh. Now my, my eyes Thanks, are leaking. Steph. <laughs> <laughs> Steph, you know what? I don't know if it would be an episode of Rare Voices if we didn't have some tears, because I, I would say that, you know, we all are very passionate about what we do and, you know, and We've talked about we've talked to patients about diagnosis day. We've talked to patients about how they've how they've managed through their thing through their through their disease states and how we have managed through you know parents taking care of their kids and giving up their lives and and things like that just to make sure that you know that there's there's one more day for that for that patient to be here and you know when, when it's funny because you always, we always get asked and you know I, I look to you know all of you because you, you sit through you know, quarterly business reviews with manufacturers and you sit through, you know, the, the, the call metrics and you look at dashboards and you look at all those things to make sure that things are running right. And I, and I can tell you that, you know, every single time that I look at those, I, I, they, while they mean something, what really means something more to me is the stories you're sharing right now. It's the patient who stops by while they're driving across the country on highway 70. It's the, you know, the, the, the note that I get from a patient now I'm getting choked up. Thanks a lot. Um, but it's just it's okay, the, the, Donovan, how proud I, <laughs> how proud I am of, of, of to hear those, those things and get notes that, that you guys are taking care of the patients and, and, and to meet the patients when we go to conferences and, you know, when we're on calls and zoom meetings and things like that. And, you know, I think that just shows that what's, what's really important and it's, you know, keeping that patient first. Um, so, you know, looking at that, um, while we look at, you know, patients first, what's some advice you could give to pharma companies over these next couple of years as they're looking at their products, their programs, and to better themselves even through, you know, the next couple of years on, on the things they can do better? And, and what, what is some of the advice that you give that you can give to them, you know, about patient care, about, about building a program? And, you know, so let's start with, uh, let's start with Jesse. Thanks. Yeah. So I would just say time, you know, take, take, take the time. I mean, we've all got an agenda. We all have, you know, our to-do list, our things that we have to get done on a day-to-day basis and don't let the day-by-day, our, our, our little things that we have to get done and check off of our list every day don't let those get in the way of a patient's story. Just take the time to take time out of your day and make that person feel like they're the most important issue, their issue. It's not just, Oh, sorry, your PA's, you know, denied. Sorry. You know, it's, it's, let me help you through that. Let me advocate for you. Let me be there for you. Let me help you. And just letting them know, that they mean something, that they are somebody, somebody and their, their story matters. I, I'll add to that, Jesse. So um, the manufacturer that I work with, they, they have this mantra, um, patients are waiting, right? So 
do what you can to get these life-changing therapies to these patients and think about having robust patient assistance programs. Think about the ever-changing insurance um, and market and um, you know how you're going to get your medication on policy with a plan. Um, what you're up against in the particular space that you're going, you know, what other, what other therapies are you going to go up against? I think you have to think really strategically about that. Um, but always think about the patient is first and the patient's waiting. Um, and so making sure that you've got all of those programs in place so that no one gets left behind is the most important thing to me. Hannah or Brandon, anything to, uh, any, any advice you guys have for, you know, the pharmaceutical industry or manufacturer, drug manufacturers, or just, you know, insurance companies, anybody that's, that's dealing with patients. Um, so, you know, when I, when I look at the environment of pharmacy right now, and, and especially in the rare and orphan disease, right. Um, I look I see this huge pipeline of drugs that are coming out that are for diseases that maybe don't have any, you know, therapy options for them right now. Um, Drugs that have novel mechanisms that have (laughs) never been thought of before now. I mean, like, look at, look at all the gene therapy stuff we have coming out. It's, it's going to be crazy here soon, but I think There's a trap where people will say, or pharmaceutical companies will say, or insurance companies will say, it's got to be done this way. This is the way it's always done. And that's, that's not the case. Obviously we, (laughs) we do that. We do it differently at OptimiCare. I know other pharmacies across the country do it differently. And going the traditional route is, is almost nowadays is almost like shooting yourself in the foot sometimes because in a, in a environment where good customer service is not the norm anymore, you have to having good customer service, having, having good service offerings is what's going to set you apart. You don't want to just dump something into a channel for a patient group that either has three other therapies in the market or for a patient group that's new and give them a bland experience. That's not, that's not going to allow you a strong position in the market. Doing something different that's going to wow the patients, that's going to show them that you care, that you took the time, like, like Jesse and Stephanie were saying, that you took the time to think of these robust service offerings, that you took the time to put them at the forethought of your strategy that's what's going to differentiate you in the marketplace. And that's where you're going to be able to, to hang your hat on at the end of the day and say, this is where we're making a difference in these patients' lives, because this is what we did. Instead of just running it through your traditional specialty pharmacy, where it's robo dial out, are you ready for your next um, you know, refill? No, you're getting the white glove service. You're, you, you are getting the Cadillac of pharmacy services. And that's what I think, at least I would like to see people start thinking more of. And, and that's not to say like, hey, yeah, come, come work with OptimiCare. But it's just, it's just to think differently about it. Because, you know, and it, it is going to be uncomfortable. 
And especially trying to explain to different people in different departments why you're doing something like this. But good change never comes from a place of comfort, as I think a lot of people have heard. So it's worth, you know, investing the time and in the effort to try to figure out something different for, for the patients. Thanks, Brandon. Hannah, any, uh, <laughs> any words of wisdom that uh, you want to add to that? Um, well, you know, yeah, I'll just kind of echo what everybody has, has said so far. I mean, yeah, exactly. What, what we do here in this patient-first mindset and, and model is I think, I think it does separate us from the rest. And, you know, I think that, and I, I don't necessarily come from a, a perspective of, you know, the corporate, you know, space. Um, but <laughs> um, if I if I try to put my business hat on, um, I I would say that yeah, I think sometimes it's it's easy to kind of get lost in this ether of you know corporate abstracts and you know the profit goals and and things like that. But at the end of the day, we're all in in this to to help patients, and if and if that's not your primary goal, it's going to show. Um, so I think that taking the time and doing the, you know, the research, putting in the extra effort is, is really going to, you know, set, set these companies apart. And, um, you know, if, if you always do what you've always done, then you'll always get what you've always gotten. Right. So if you want, you know, to, to establish, you know, yourself in this new space, you, you have to be willing to, to kind of go against the grain. And, and I think like Brandon said, in this, in this realm, that means, you know, customer, customer service. So looking at, looking at the road ahead and, you know, we chose the, the, the theme of onward. Um, and, you know, a lot of people that, that means something different to everybody. So looking at you guys and looking at the, 2022 or, you know, and, and beyond and looking at how we can help and, and look onward. Um, what does that mean to you? And we we'll start with Brandon this time. Well, hopefully, hopefully moving onward past the pandemic and everything that comes along with it. But, um, but, you know, I think, I think just doing what we do best, continuing, you know, the keeping in stride with, patient first, good customer service, um, making sure that we can do what everything we can to impact people in a positive way. You know, that's, that's what we want to keep doing. That's what we've been doing. And so as we move into 2022, uh, you know, I'm going to keep that in my mind. I, I believe my, my staff and everybody here would do, will do the same. I, they've never <laughs> given me any reason that they, to doubt them. So um, I think from my standpoint, it's just, it's really is just going to be you know, fighting the good fight. So. All right. Steph. I think for me, it's about not remaining stagnant. So never being happy with where you're at, always thinking, okay, this is really good, but how can we get to really great? And how can we be more efficient, serve our patients better, do things even better? Um, You know, whether that be, partnering with our clients, partnering with an advocacy group, 
um, you know, making sure we're looking at our patients in a holistic view, um, not just thinking about, okay, I, you know, we are dispensing this medication, but are we thinking about this and this? And these patients need more than just one thing. Um, and so to me, it's just making sure that we're always looking at how we can get better and do more for our patients. Hannah, what's onward for you? Onward for me, um, you know, I, I'm just going to echo what's, what's already been said, you know, continuing to, to do what we do best and take care of our patients. Um, and for me personally, in the program that I primarily deal with, um, I would love to see some, you know, additions and be able to, to really um, get in the weeds and, and, you know, kind of take charge of taking care of our patients. Um, you know, right now we kind of have some limitations and that's, you know, there's always going to be hurdles, but I'd love to be able to jump over those hurdles for 2022 and um, really, really dive into the deep end um, would would be my my goal. But at the end of the day, just, you know, continuing to, to help patients and, um, you know, provide that white glove service and, um, you know, be there and, and do what we can and do whatever's needed to help. And last but not least, Jesse, what is, what is onward for you? Onward for me is just, it's keeping on, keeping on, always growing, always developing, always getting better. And um, I just echo what Hannah had said um, as far as like our program does have some limitations because we do offer hub services. So a lot of that stuff is out of our control, um, but we can be that center point. We can be that focal point for the patient. I, I don't know, you know, the patient doesn't know what's going on. They can't get their medicine. It's really, a, it's a struggle. Um, but just keeping on, keeping on and just making sure that the patient is first and that the patient is taken care of. Well, folks, that's been uh, Hannah, Jesse, Brandon, Steph, and me as your host, Donovan Quill. I thank you guys for joining me. And I, I do I want to say how proud I am to be able to come to work and, and learn from you guys every day. Um, you guys have helped me through probably some of the toughest times that we've had to been through dealing with the pandemic and managing, you know, a business and, and making sure that everything you know, keeps, keeps up with our patients. And, you know, it's folks like you and your teams and the other coworkers we have here that make every day special at Optimi Care. So I thank you guys for joining us on this episode of Rare Voices. And I thank you guys for everything you do every day for the sake of our patients and also to, you know, help me keep, keep my sanity. So thank you. Thanks, Donovan. Thanks, Donovan. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to Rare Voices, brought to you by the people of OptimiCare. If you want to hear more Rare Voices, go to rare-voices.com. There you can learn about our shows, read articles from industry thought leaders, and fill out a form to be a guest on Rare Voices. Again, that's rare-voices.com. I'm Donovan Quill, co-founder of OptimiCare. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to listen for more Rare Voices all around you, each and every day.